0: Salutations, everybody! It is Maddie here today with episode one fifty one of the Ham Radio Podcast,
1: and it's me, Carrick with ACG.
0: No guest this week, as always. If you'd like to support the show, Patreon is linked down below. One dollar a month will get you early access to the podcast, as well as a SoundCloud link. If that's not your speed? Then we also have mobile links for every Sunday when the podcast goes live on iTunes and Google Play. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's show. It is an exciting week for myself, personally, as a gigantic Spider-Man fan. Carrick, we've talked about this game extensively in the past. You know, you brought to light some issues that could be with the title, and I agreed with you, but now we got a huge dump of info for Spider-Man. There was a 114-question rapid-fire interview by Game Informer. We got a release date of September 7th, collector's edition that's at the price of $150 dollars uh on top of that we also have post-launch content coming to the game although we just know it's missions and suits we got a lot and we've seen a little bit more with the gameplay what are your take <clears throat> what is your takeaway rather for this batch of info i mean it looks it
1: looks it, it looks awesome there was a couple issues that i well it'll it'll be something that'll wait until reviewed even worry about but there was a couple of animation things i noticed but okay um when it comes to Spider-Man, one of the things I've always liked in the movies and stuff is when he runs along the side of a building, and they cut. There was a, a GIF, GIF, whatever, however you people pronounce it, uh, of him running along the building, and he ran for like thirty steps, mm. and I was like, "So gravity doesn't affect him?" <laughs> but then, then in a different section, gravity not only affects him; it affects stuff around him, physics and stuff. So, I think. Hopefully, what they're doing is they're going for the game. You know, the gamified. They're just like, it, it'll it won't be perfectly realistic. Um, which I think that's what I've always wanted. Except their environments looked realistic. Like yeah, the environments in that trailer looked fucking insane. Um, which I think will cause some people to be like, well, if that's realistic, why isn't this? And I'm just telling people, don't stress that so much. Obviously, I mean, it's a Spider-Man game. It's yeah. like they're going to make the world look cool because they can, and because we have console power. Today, because it is just a console game to do it, they're shooting for thirty frames per second, which even on PS4, that's the, Pro. yeah, I will say that's the one thing that does. I'm I'm definitely don't have to have a sixty fps, uh, you know, lock on games, but a Spider-Man game, I will say I was a little surprised. I was just a little surprised by that. I, 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 as good as it looks, it makes sense, but yeah, I was I was sort of thinking it might be it might be sixty.
0: I can understand what you mean by the the animation the gravity. I think they're definitely gamifying it because a lot of people, when they look back and they go, like, what's the best Spider-Man game? I I feel like these people haven't played it in a while because I went back and played it and it just hasn't aged as well uh, in many ways. But uh, Spider-Man 2 is usually the one that people go to. And uh, and I'm not dissing on anyone. I love that game. I played it so much as a kid. It was disgusting. Like, I, I remember vividly playing it for weeks months it's insane i love that game so much but anyway um that game was very gamified whereas you like for example held down the jump button Spider-Man would crouch and then he'd start shaking and you could leap a building in one jump and it's like you know he's a superhero but then they gamified it and it made it more fun so i think insomniac's good at that type of stuff making their universes believable yet fun to be a part of what caught me off guard was the release date, September 7th. Very soon, um obviously trying to beat out Red Dead Redemption Red 2 like me, like many other games. Um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I saw that it was alpha gameplay, uh and you know, I I'm not 100% sure on how game development entirely works in that point where like was this late alpha um where you know, is this game going to have a lot of crunch and rushing towards the end because I mean Uh Oh, you know, I I think of it this way, although I don't think we ever got direct confirmation. When I think of a five month span between announcement and release, I I instantly think Fallout 4. And I remember they were like, yeah, I think they said at some point, like, this is the final version of the game, like, what you're seeing is what you're going to get. And with this one, we're seeing an earlier version, we're seeing cool stuff, but will that translate to the final product?
1: I think it will because it was delayed, right? I thought this was already delayed once was it yeah yeah I, i'm pretty sure because didn't we talk about it days
0: gone is that what you're thinking of
1: i'm trying to think what days gone is <laughs> oh days gone is the zombie thing yeah. right mm-hmm. isn't that right mm-hmm. yeah no for some reason i thought spider-man they were thinking last winter and then they delayed it i could be wrong but regardless what i was I, the reason why i was going to bring that up is because it looks far enough along Okay. Like, obviously, I mean, even as an alpha, like if somebody said that that was an alpha, I wouldn't immediately say um, that it's going to look worse or better when it gets released. Its frame rate was pretty solid during those moments, and if they're showing people, like if they're showing, well, you know, we we're, we were talking about this prior to the podcast. Depending on who you're showing and what they can say, mm-hmm. but if you're if you're showing companies your footage and stuff, I would assume, and you're this far along, I would assume. You know, they've, they've got it well in hand. It, it looked smooth as hell when he was, well, for 30 FPS, it looked it looked smooth as hell. So I, I think they're probably fine. Now. Yeah, that,
0: so, that's the thing that I, I took away. Very, uh, especially with the combat and the web swinging, it looked tremendous. It looked silky, yeah. I think is the best way to describe it. I mean, when he went from these nice parkour backflips to sprinting up a wall, leaping onto a perch, then leaping over another building, I, I just I couldn't believe it. It was like, this is only something you could really do in a game, but that you would only see in a movie. It, it, right. looked, it looked so much fun. It was one of those games that once you saw the footage for it, you're like, I, I need my hands on this. Just to, It's like going from point A to point B. It's going to be like Sunset Overdrive, in my opinion, in a way where it's like going just to your quest objectives is going to be probably the most fun you have because there's it's just so much to play with.
1: Did it also look? It, maybe I was wrong, but it looked way better than the QTE moments that they showed. What I mean, it, I, I don't mean that the gameplay looked better. I mean the graphics actually looked a lot better than the the one video we saw. Remember that one trailer that had like a bunch of QTE and him on a crane, and yes, uh, all this yes. QTE stuff. I swear to God, that didn't look anywhere near, um, like as real. It almost looked. It almost looked more cartoony and stuff so i was i was impressed by that yeah i mean it it also depends on you know what do they fill the world with like if if it's filled with peter parker delivering pizzas i'm not going to be happy well even though that's a part of his his life but i don't want it filled with a bunch of random shit Mm -hmm. and it's going to be interesting to see how they do that that i did like the idea that you get different items in the game it's lore and then that's it. There was somebody in Game Informer, I think, was saying that, you know, there's there's things you can get in the game, and when you do, you get some info about the backstory, and then it's not a collectible per se. It's it's more of a you know, some info about the backstory.
0: Yeah, I have yet to li- I think you were listening to the Game Informer show. I was actually going to listen to that at some point today, but I was I was caught up editing videos. Um that's that's one thing that I was concerned about, so that's definitely good to hear. But I, I do remember during the Rapid Fire interview The the creative director had stated, he was like, There's no pizza delivery missions. And I think he said there's no, like, saving the balloons, that type of stuff. Uh, And and while that's minimal, right, that doesn't mean, like, oh, well, there's definitely going to be good content. They could just make another form of a fetch quest. Um, It it shows that they're making a choice that for some reason other developers just wouldn't do, which is leaving behind the the Spider Man tropes that plagued the series, the the ones that, you know, were fun on Spider Man 2, on the ps2 or the the xbox original um but that that's why i said also the game didn't age as well because you you go back to that game and you're saving kids yeah. balloons you're you're stopping bank robbers and
1: what's the shitty pizza. one was it what's the what's the terrible one is that <sighs> amazing couple, is that amazing spider-man uh, where
0: amazing spider-man 2 was an the awful crime
1: game. where the crime yeah would crank up oh,
0: Two two yep that Man. was terrible what a
1: what a I don't even know how to describe the, an idea for a game that's so bad. Mm-hmm. That so, yeah. Everything I saw and the different little elements I've seen and different bullet points people broke down the video and stuff look like. Uh, I mean, if you like Spider-Man, you I, I would assume you're probably going to like it anyway. But what did what it did impress me is it looked like, like you said, they're sort of understanding where they where the game industry is and. There might be a chance of having some fans, um, you know, jump in. I also think that a lot of people missed out on Batman until like the second or third game, True maybe even that. the third or fourth game. And so it's cool for another superhero because there is no Batman against Spider Man this time. It, at what I mean for sales, it's just like Spider-Man. the superhero game is Spider Man, yeah. And so I think that's awesome because it allows, it doesn't allow for like, the direct comparisons, like well, it's not Batman because Batman mm-hmm. has it. it's like okay, you know what? It's his own thing. It allows them to release it at a time when, other than Red Dead, I mean, I don't think people compare Spider Man Red Dead too much. I hope so, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it looked. I mean, a lot of it looked really, really good. Also, I I didn't I saw that there were some gadgets and some different webs. Yeah. but that'll be more interesting to see, like your your skill tree because. I, I didn't really understand where Peter Parker was in his skills in the video. So if he's low, then you're going to be learning all this stuff, obviously, as you go yeah. on. But they could also do something where maybe he's been around. I thought originally when I read the backstory for this, I thought for some reason that this was more of a Spider-Man who's been around for a little while.
0: He's been around for eight years at this okay.
1: point. Okay, Eight years. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So that that was us. So that's that's – I hope – I hope there's no dissonance there. What I mm. what I hope is don't do the thing like they did in Horizon Zero Dawn or even Fallout games where they're like you've lived here for 20 years but you can't remember where the fucking town three miles that way is. Yeah, you know um, it'll be interesting to see like does he have these skills or some of these skills right away? That'll be exciting because I would rather have a mature, somewhat well like well lubed Batman or uh, <laughs> Spider Man versus having to do the climb and pick mm-hmm. and being like okay i got double double you know missile types of webbing now i've yeah. got this type of webbing i'm not 100 percent sure i'd i, I mean be we, as we saw
0: spider man homecoming i won't spoil it for those who haven't seen it but there's a the scene movie where yeah the movie where where um peter's messing around with his new suit and there's like a million to one yeah because doesn't she
1: it. say she says like there are 290 yeah. configurations
0: yeah and they actually like go through some cool ideas and i was sitting there like i hope they're taking notes because some of the things they said yeah. like yeah it was for comic relief but i was sitting there like hey this is, this is pretty cool sounding i Fairy. love that like the electric webs i i've always said and i I've said this in my video i'll say it again i thought the core for a good spider-man game would be utilizing the web as much as you can and 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 using the Peter Parker that creates tons of gadgets. You know, yeah. that's that's how you do it because you look at what made Batman popular. If I'm honest, like when you look at how many games have mimicked the free flow system, it, it's kind of become a thing where it's still fun, and still satisfying, and I don't think any other game outside of Rocksteady, maybe Mad Max did it really well, but outside of Rocksteady, uh, you know, it's that's the best that it's gonna get. Yeah. But it's definitely gotten I don't think repetitive is the right word, but What I'm saying is what brought the relief to that system was the gadgets that Batman got in each game that added some more elements, ways to stun, ways to take down enemies. And so with Spider-Man, I I think because it's about the webs, about bringing enemies together, that definitely looks interesting. What I also really liked was from what I've seen in the combat and what I've read, it doesn't seem there's a counter button. It's more like you get a spider sense. You can obviously see the person, because it's a third-person game, coming in to attack you. And you can only evade. So it's like you're you know, like in the movies, he he beats the hell out of one guy and then someone's about to hit him from behind and he hops over to the right and gets Joe Schmo in the back and starts kicking his ass. So I like that too, because you know, the the Batman Arkham, uh you know, like we were talking about gameplay dissonance where all of a sudden he can just hear this thug and like grab his arm and break it like in an yeah. instant. I love it. It was so satisfying, it was fun as hell, but It it, it would make more sense. Yeah, it would make more sense for Spider-Man, right? But because of the gameplay tropes that have come into play with superhero games for so long, I think it's good that they're doing more of an evade system rather than a counter.
1: Well, and remember, I'm not talking about the newest movie, but I think it was uh, the original with Tobey Maguire and uh, what's his name, Um, the Green Goblin. But the Green Goblin kicks his ass. Like Mm any time he does try to block, he gets his ass just ruined. Yeah, and. And thrown different places. So I actually think that would be really cool if this version is more of the evade, not the counter. Because the counter is weird. He's a small kid and yeah, he's got, you know, he does have some strength and stuff like that, but being strong doesn't mean you magically are impervious to physical damage. So, Batman's wearing a cowl, fucking body armor, and you know, so the idea that Spider-Man's not stupid and isn't like, I'll just take the shot, but instead is like leaping away, that could be I mean, it'll probably replace it. Let's be honest. It'll probably replace the the counter button, but at least it will fit um, Spider-Man and not have him be Batman, but in a red suit, which is what I'm hoping
0: for. What do you think of the, the environmental interaction? Kind of little sleeping dogs in there where you can, for example, grab the wood pallet. You can grab an air conditioning vent, whip it around your head. Where do they go with that? You know, because it's obviously going to be him grabbing items from the environment um, do you think it just stays limited to just random cans and shit around the around the field? or do you have any specific ideas that come to mind?
1: I would assume what they'll do is they'll do a system where you have like a skeleton of a building and then you build a model o- over it of. so you'll see that sometimes with other games for various reasons. There's like almost two models, one that's normal, one that's damaged. Okay. I could see them saying, okay, these are buildings. We're drawing these buildings out, and then on the buildings are these decals, these mm-hmm. models that can be broken. And can be torn off. And so what you end up having is. Not like a fully destructible building. That'd be ridiculous. But instead you <laughs> have <imagined>. like. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, especially with Spider-Man. But you have. Um, you know like. Uh, bits of. Uh, you always see this in the Spider-Man movies too. He's always going up and down the fire escape. On the outside of his window. It happened mm-hmm. in the first movie. Happens in the second movie. And happens in Homecoming. Uh, maybe not Homecoming. Sorry. It happens in all no, movies.
0: He climbs through a window. At the end of Homecoming. Okay, yeah. So.
1: Yes, he does. Yeah, he does. Because his aunt comes in, right? Mm-hmm. And and so, to me, I would assume things like that can be like torn off. You know, that could be very cool. Um, I- anything on the roofs, like the, the, um, the air conditioning vents, those. I-, I would say that we won't see a ton of stuff. It'll most likely be just like you said, like the sort of the shit that they – you know, lay around, but I'm assuming also a number of the things that you will be able to do will most likely be throwing enemies into other enemies mm-hmm. or, or doing something of that. They did show a little bit of that already, but I'm assuming that'll be a big part. It's in every one of the comic books. It's in all of the fiction where that's a big thing where it's like, you know, I'll you know, stick you to the wall, I'll do this, I'll have you swing over and bump into this guy. Because it's a little less physical, right, than Batman. It's a little less evil. More yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. The Steven Seagal of superheroes, yeah. <laughs> where he's just like, <coughs> he's just breaking arms. So, yeah, it is... I mean, Insomniac's probably the right company to handle all of that. They sort of understand the subtlety of it. So, yeah. it it, look, it looks good. The, the destructible stuff looks fun. Um, the one thing that... I couldn't understand and maybe you saw this, but so one of the a couple of the Spider Mans you've been able to fling your, you know, web, ejaculate your web into the air <laughs> and it sticks to a cloud. Like you don't yeah. really see what it sticks to. I, am I wrong or did you always see what it stuck to in, in these trailers? It it looked like it in a couple of the little short movies I saw where it doesn't go um like straight up skyward mm-hmm. ever. It always go. It always appears Dying to go right. right to the building. Yeah, yeah I know. Is that, that right? Too. Yeah, it okay.
0: seemed. It seemed like it was always attached to the building. That's one thing that Enox cool. always did. They they always made sure it was attached to the buildings. Because I remember the original Spider-Man games on the 64, the PS1, uh, the first Spider-Man Tobey Maguire game on the PS2. Like you just like shoot it into the clouds and and just web swing away, and you're like, yeah, oh, I'll take it. You know, sure. But that's definitely something I noticed, especially since they have a a U-turn thing that you can do that, like, attaches to buildings and whips you around without ruining right. the momentum or uh, where you can, like, turn corners hard, that type of thing. So I think it's very reliant on the attachment of buildings. I know that sounds crazy to say, right? It's, it's, you should assume it should be that way with a Spider-Man game, but we've seen Spider-Man games without it. Yeah. Um, what it got me thinking about was, we, you know, Insomniac, like you said, perfect fit, it feels like, and it seems to be going really well. I also wonder... What other superhero games would you uh, like to see? Maybe from a certain studio. I I would answer this question. I think we actually talked about this a little bit. We have, uh, yeah. Or, yeah, where I've talked about TMNT and Rocksteady, but mm-hmm. I'd love to hear your quick hot take on this one.
1: I think we talked about it one time with Lone, and I had brought up Arrow, but that was a, it's a little bit of a copy of mm-hmm. um of Batman, obviously. So to me, I. And I do believe that it's time to do this, and I'm not 100. percent We talked about this in the Discord actually for a couple hours this last weekend, trying to figure out how you would do it. But I would like a video game superhero game that was actually super villain. And there's va- various reasons why it's not a it's not a Star Wars thing where we're going to pretend. It would be somebody who di- would have to be a villain in Batman or Spider Man's world, that kind of stuff. And you have to understand like how do you in a superhero most of the time the superhero fights because people are dying right or money's being Mm -hmm. stolen there's these things that are removing the safety of the world from the populace and so the superhero steps in but the supervillains different are you gonna have them yeah are you gonna have them fucking murdering cops that would be sort of creepy Mm -hmm. just like to a lot of people it's creepy in gta to kill random civilians so if if anybody gets mad at me for saying that i Mm -hmm. feel that that's that's noticeable both sides, but I would love to see a villain game. I would fucking kill to see them try. What's his name? Um, Dead Eye, uh, Deadshot.
0: Interesting. See, I'm thinking but, like how, like that. Would very be- yeah, very interesting. Like I, my first thought was the Joker. I don't know why. Uh, maybe because I've had so much experience, like many others, with the Batman Arkham games. So you you almost put a reverse twist on that, mm-hmm. where uh, you know how like in, in Ubisoft games you'll be able to like go to the computer and like you'll send out like this group of people on this convoy and they'll, while you're doing other missions, they'll get you items and stuff. For some reason, like, one of the first thoughts I had with a Joker game is, like, you can do something like that where you send your thugs to capture X amount of civilians while you're off doing missions in the open world itself. I think for it to work, whatever villain it is, it would have to be a very dynamic, interactive world because I don't know why I'm also thinking of Divinity Original Sin 2, where you can you know we'll say pretend you can be the villain and create so much chaos in this world space uh, because everything is interactable and anyone can die and it's like i feel to make a villain game you need to give them that free reign to, to be the villain you know when you're playing as yeah. a superhero there are constraints because you are the hero you you don't want to beat up civilians exactly exactly so it's like you got to take the reins off and, and just let them be it's like how do you do that what villain do you pick those types of things. And I, I mean, I think that the Joker has one of the more interesting origin stories where it could be a really good story, um, but how do you, do you give that free reign? Um,
1: what do you I, do and there? I would also rather see him skip because, like, the Joker's the easy way out, I think, mm-hmm. in some ways, but I yes. think he's the hardest in others. And one of those is Traversal of the World. The Joker's basically in a fucking ice cream truck. Or you know driving around, that's not going to be super enjoyable compared to a high tech villain. Mm -hmm. Or you know, so you have to look at like how they're if it's an open world. By the way, if it's more of a hub based thing, then we're talking about something different. But I think that he's hard. I think I think Killer Croc could be amazing using the sewers and having a world based in the sewer. Like having your world and your activities based. Upside down, really. Not from walking on the street and and then you know the sewers are below you, but the world is above you, and the sense of isolation or or being an alien that Killer Croc could possibly have. The the thing is also they have to be physical and smart, and so then you look at Bane, but Bane has tri- they've they've so fucked up Bane lately that all he is is a roided out like sort of muscle monster now. Mm-hmm. So he, I I think for a lot of fans they don't really understand that he's supposed to be incredibly intelligent when he's not on the on the juice. Yeah. So, to to me, there's there there are a ton. It just depends on, on how you would go about it, and I would love to see it because if you don't do that, dude, then you get an Arrow, which I love, but I don't... Do you really want a copy of Batman? Because like, yeah. that's what it would be. I mean, how would it not be a copy of Batman? It's a fucking really rich dude who has bad shit happen and decides to save the city. Yeah. So... Exactly. You know, and the other
0: thing I was thinking is when we're playing the hero, the developers usually are like, how many villains can we fit in for the hero to take on? Right. Say you're the villain, you got to pick a villain that could take on X amount of heroes. And
1: not. that the heroes would maybe come out if you did the crimes. Yeah. Like what if what if the bosses came because you were doing these things? Mm-hmm. Which could be cool. But I I get what you mean. You mean physically or mentally be able to take them on? That's yeah. That
0: because cool. like you you look at Arkham City. And like there was Mister Freeze, there was obviously the Joker, uh, there was right. you know Clayface. Uh, well, Dead Eye or Dead Eye,
1: Dead Eye, uh, Deadshot. Mm-hmm. He's fairly good.
0: That would be a good pick. Yeah, it's um, just, it's like you said, world traversal. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it just it would it would bring up obstacles because every superhero is like decked out to beat the villain. Yeah. So right. How do you make a a villain that can beat? The
1: oh heroes? my God. Oh, what if you mixed in Overlord? Do you remember that game? You remember yeah, Overlord? Overlord, where you control minions? What if you were like it had a minion system? You're running around fighting Batman or the the yeah. good guys, and you could be like, I like you that. know, minions attack, you know, and those guys would leap on him and like hold him as you're punching him or whatever. You that know? Would, like, no, it, that would actually
0: that'd be, that'd be interesting. It's just any version I've thought of it, I would think of it almost like a strategy game, yeah, uh, yeah, almost exactly. a civilization game something along those lines where like i said you'd you'd have to have a highly interactable world that allows for anything and and when it comes to a villain does like that action style batman arkham or spider-man ps4 style work it's hard to really think of one Uh, i'd love to hear the comments because you know i'm i like my comic books i'm still very new to them so i'm sure there's someone out there who is very into comics and go like hey what about this guy i mean i'm thinking of like the Injustice roster. Like, yeah, that's what I always yeah. cheat,
1: use that kind of stuff, too. I'll be like, who, who's, you know, Black Manta or Black Ray or whatever the fuck his name is. Like, I'll just go in my brain through them well, all.
0: I mean, I'd mean, i also love that, though, is some, some B-tier heroes to to get a game. Or, yeah. you know, like I said, ones that are very popular but don't have any video game presence. Like, I, I don't know how there hasn't been a Flash video game ever. I, don't, I have no idea.
1: But, yeah, I would... I would like if it, if it wasn't a villain who was doing shit and then like maybe B-tier heroes come try to take him out and then as you progress in the game more and more powerful heroes come until your main bad guy is you know Superman or something. Yeah. Um, if you don't do that then I think B heroes are the best way to go and I, I I, I think that's when you start, or, or at least pe- like you said, heroes that haven't seen anything. I am going to be honest, only because I like her in Injustice, but Black Canary's fighting style in Injustice is fucking amazing. Cool. Yeah. And I could, I and I I would actually really like her to be involved. She was I, phenomenal. Matter of fact, I liked her so much in Injustice, I started reading like various comics to try to find I feel her. You I yeah. liked her
0: that much. That's what happened with me. I watched Spider-Man Homecoming, I was like, I need to start reading comics because one Spider-Man movie was not enough and I went all in on that and I've been reading comics pretty consistently ever since. How about a Teen Titans game? You know, that's the thing. I think the reason no one goes to villains is because there's so many great heroes and hero groups that haven't gotten their look in in video games that, you know, people aren't ready to go to the villains yet. Although, I think instantly, if I saw a game called The Joker, once again, I'm going back to that very cheap example, like, that, that just... I got to know what that is, man. It's the Joker. Like, you know, this could be amazing.
1: Uh, I, I just... Well, here's the thing. Think about it this way. When you and I talk about Batman, we do talk about his moves, right? And mm-hmm. Steven Seagulling. But at the same time, what did you mention right when we said villain? You said Joker. I think that a lot of people forget that even in the best superhero games, most of the time, it's the villains that sort of truncate out the story. Like, Or, or not truncate, but sort of identify a part of the story. It's like this villain, then this villain, and I mm-hmm. think I think it's time villains get their due. Like I mean, Teen Titans would be awesome. There's Justice League. There's all these groups, but all they are, and all their gameplay would be is the same gameplay remixed. In in the same way, even Spider Man is remixing it, which is fine. But it is still remixing it. Where I do believe a villain would allow you to to ask like more quandaries. You know, mm-hmm. do, for example, some villains don't kill, right? Some villains they just steal or whatever. Um, Some villains kill. Some villains are like the Joker who poisons and in injustice nukes a city. So you have all of these different ways to go. But with most heroes, most other than Arrow and a couple others don't kill. Like that's their thing. Like you said earlier, you know, they have these limits. I would much rather see us and gamer or developers try to like figure out how to put a game in the limits of somebody who does. How do you tell that story without being not morally incorrect? That's the wrong term. Um, what's the term? Like tasteful, you know? Because you don't uh, you don't want a murder simulator. That wouldn't be. That wouldn't be. Wouldn't be great. Um, did you play Punisher on the PS2? Somebody's going to mention this in the Discord because oh, I just you mentioned showed it there. Show me gameplay for that. I yeah. That. So yeah. You, you know he's a good guy, but barely. Uh, <laughs> any any of those kind. I mean, I agree with you. Teen Titans could be fun, but. I don't know why when you said Teen Titans, I just thought, oh, four mini Batmans.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, Cyborg, Beast. Yeah, I mean, they're boy,
1: not. Like, I'm just my like brain. Could,
0: if if we really went like all in on their qualities, but yeah, I get what you mean because it's Robin. So,
1: mm. and again, it's just I think the quest progression for a hero is the game we normally get, and the quest progression for a villain could be something that would be truly like whoa what is you know what am i doing right
0: you brought up a great point uh i don't know if it was intentional but you were talking about like climbing it up like you you have like this guy then this guy then the joker it's like what if i'm just gonna keep rolling my joker example because quite honestly i can't think of anyone else right now (laughs) that's all right uh it's like you know the the joker i remember i think it's in red hood he kills robin i want to say
1: oh yeah yeah he he annihilates him yeah,
0: yeah and let's say that as you go along in this story we're talking about like one two three and, and however many heroes in this case they want to fit in wouldn't it kind of make sense like to pull out the batman all right like you take out robin robin's gone in that red hood scenario
1: absolutely then you
0: go to the next step i don't know who else it would be like a, a bat girl or whatever um commander can't remember his name commissioner gordon there we go not commander mm-hmm you know take him out it's like all right that's enough batman's come out now and, and you know what i'm saying like that's how you can get the story to go along there
1: um I yeah that's, that's what right. i was originally saying okay. i de- I, sure. I do yeah i totally agree with you if you if you had that progression where it was hero to hero to hero to hero until your main hero is like that you had to fight it just um, feels
0: like when you're the hero he comes out right away he doesn't wait for a, a second third mistake true. As uh, how do you explain that within a narrative? Those are. I
1: would assume you'd explain it. You said be heroes, be mm-hmm. like. Uh, I think we consider them called budget, even though they're not. Um, they do handle smaller people, smaller enemies. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know how Batman will be like, even because I'm reading. I started with New Fifty Two because I've always liked their art. So that's uh, that's what I'm reading through right now. And nice. in Batman, various different Batmans. One of them is called Batman Inc. I think where he gets Batmans from all over the world. But he doesn't go to every location to handle every crime. Mm. He actually and, and people make mistakes, including him. You know, he's I mean, people died because he hasn't caught the Joker in time, whatever what have you. So I think I think there's a leeway there. Again, like you said, it all depends on the it all depends on the villain. Like, do you go with the Joker where a lot of people know it, or do you go with something really strange like um uh reverse flash yellow? Um what's his name? Cyrus No, it's not Cyrus. I don't know his name. But yeah, that would it would be it would be fun idea, to though. see, man. It would be fun to fucking see. It would be fun to see the interactions of those guys, of bad guys grouping up, and then what if a bad guy groups up with you, and then he in the story betrays you, and now you can take him out because he's a villain. Mm-hmm. You know, it with, with yeah. The, it attitude. Feels
0: like the only time <laughs> we've had villain focus is like. Marvel Ultimate Alliance, you know, a game where where it's not really the focus on a particular character but a big group of them and just having this big mashup and you know throw everyone in there Venom whatever, yeah. you know, it, it so that's the other thing. It, it's I wonder if they feel there's some risk to it. Um but then again, we're we're getting a Venom movie. So Maybe that's
1: maybe that's all it needs to, dude. Oh, is like Inso- Insomniac does their thing. And then Venom, if it releases and does well, then, you know, maybe we well, do see a company do this.
0: I just thought, and I don't know why this didn't hit me, this whole conversation, especially since it all starts with Spider-Man. Have you ever played Ultimate Spider-Man? It's a more cartoony graphics one. You play a Spider-Man. It's not the
1: one that goes to the four worlds, is it? The no, noir? No,
0: that Shattered Dimensions. Okay, gotcha. Um, I guess I haven't. Ultimate Spider-Man is the one where you can switch between Spider-Man and Venom. And when you play as Venom, you can go in the open world. There's it it turns into basically like GTA, where you can run around, you can Mm -hmm. kill anyone, you can eat anyone, fight anyone. Like it's crazy, Uh, and and that was like the perfect blend of playing both the hero and the villain. You know the game really let you free. So I I just thought of that as 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 a a wonderful example where you could have Flash and Reverse Flash, uh, something along those lines. That would be that'd be very interesting. So. There's a a potential out there. We'll see if anyone wants to take a dive into that. Next bit of news on the complete other side of the spectrum is Spyro. Spyro Reignited was announced this week after much speculation. As soon as Crash Bandicoot landed, everyone was like, all right, we're Spyro. Like, day after. Uh, So it's finally officially announced. It's coming out September as well. I believe the 21st. Um, Sometime in September. And I've never played a Spyro game before. Not even going to lie. So, Carrick, you know you got to take the reins here. I can't. What?
1: I, I, I've only played like an hour of a Spyro game. No I'm. way! Yeah. I'm, I, I've never <laughs> been attracted to that character. And so, mm-hmm. I'm not saying the new stuff I'm not going to jump into, because I will. I just, it was that time period where a lot of the games were coming out, right? Like, yeah. there was always a mascot. There was a croc, the killer crocodile, if anybody wants to really neuter your childhood, you should go check that one out. There's some shit games. There were some great ones. And I think Crash sort of took the... Crash and Ratchet and Clank and the other one, Jack and Dexter. I think those... Wasn't it Jack and Dexter? Isn't that what it's called? Uh,
0: Yeah, that. Sly Cooper.
1: Um. Sly Cooper. Sorry. Uh, Those, I think, just went past Spyro for me. And I just never... Hey, I have mm, never I've, even touched I it. I was the same way, except
0: I never touched Crash either until just last year. Oh, I... yeah, Crash, I, I didn't play at all. Um, but Spyro, this is one that's interesting because, like you said, it was never really that appealing to me. And when it got announced, like there's a lot of people freaking out. I know it's nostalgia field; I've been there before. But also, you know, I, I look at it and and what my friends are saying. They're like, "Look, it's actually like legitimately good. Like it's actually fun." So what i think this conversation can bring up is we've talked about remasters they're endless it's like everything's getting redone you and i are on the same page right now we both have a remaster coming out that we've never touched before but, you know there, there's there's no experience with the series outside of maybe an hour yeah if anything are you excited Does this feel like an experience you had to get in on you know are you treating this like a new game what are the emotions I, going
1: into it? Zero emotion right now. Okay. It, 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 I normally try not to be um, too hyped up anyway because you're always going to be let down. Yeah. So I, I'll wait until like it's very close to release before I start looking at it. I I saw a couple little bits of like the trailer or whatever they showed, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much. I mean, I it's you know how it is. It's like you, we'll cover it now, and just there's. The thing is, is people forget that remasters aren't necessarily just for people who are old fans. It might be for a Maddie or a Carrick who hasn't been an old fan, who then gets a chance, you know, to play it now like you did with Crash. Yeah. So to me, I'm excited in that way because I'm not somebody who's like, man, I hope this game does poorly. In fact, I hope it does really well. So I, I hope it's awesome. It's just that I step away from it until it gets much closer to release because... It didn't interest me a bunch when it first came out. If it was a remake of uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, I don't know if you ever played that when you were younger.
0: That's a familiar uh, name.
1: Um, Arthur was in Infinite uh, Street Fighter versus uh, Capcom Infinite. Okay. Um, okay, that main character was. If it was, if it was something I did play, then I would even Croc. <laughs> it was, it was shit. Yeah. Uh, even, even though, even even Croc would probably have me a little bit more interested. And it doesn't mean it's bad. It just means. It's hard right like just because somebody tells you it's awesome it doesn't really it it doesn't really mean a lot Mm -hmm. until we get closer to release
0: yeah it's looking like september's starting to be a packed month uh what is it spider-man i think dragon quest is like another one that a lot of people are really excited about i haven't looked into that at all but um and now it's spyro and i I feel like there's something else but i'm forgetting there is i
1: think shinobi who's been on your podcast before i think shinobi posted a thing and said something like september knock it off or something yeah yeah it was like
0: that's the that's the tweet i was referring to in my head i was like what was the fucking fourth thing he wrote i gotta look him up now i gotta Mm -hmm. look him up Uh, you see for me it's like i don't have a reason to be excited because i don't know anything about spyro other than people really have liked it um but see, i am i'm anticipating it I feel like I'm not going to have the time to play it. It's different where like when Crash released there was a lot, or there wasn't a lot, I'm sorry, and so I was able just to fly through the games and, and see sure. what it was about. With this one, it's like, if I'm still playing Spider-Man see you later, or Spyro I, I'm not going to touch you because I, I love Spider-Man to death. Yeah. Um, The other thing I'm curious about is Crash resurrected some people going like, why is this game so hard? Does, do you know if Spyro was ever like Historically difficult, or it was you know, not. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so.
1: And also remember that um, Crash had some issues with control that have been like documented by game developers. This new one has been documented by some game developers, and so they've had they they changed the jumping a little bit. So this one was harder than the original, actually. Mm. So, um, I, I mean, Spyro was never in the oh, it's super tough, um, you know, category. Well, At of... least I've never heard.
0: Where is it? Where is it? Hold on. Yeah, I was looking. I there couldn't it find is. it either. Oh, okay. That's the other one. Jeez. Talk, talk about a game that has not been talked about at all. Shadow of the Tomb Raider.
1: Uh-oh. Oh.
0: Right in between Spider-Man and Spyro.
1: So Shadow of the Tomb Raider... Huh. I haven't really heard much about it other than it being announced. That's yeah. interesting.
0: Same here. Just got announced and I was like, right. And Because we talked about that. We're like, where's the discussion? Where's the buzz? Where's anything for it? And you were like, well... The movies came out. Maybe this is the time where they feel there's some interest there. Yeah, I'm looking at these screenshots for Spyro. I gotta say, he's adorable. He's very. They did a good job with the visuals. It looks like I don't know how to describe it. It looks like a cute thing I want to get involved in. I'll say that much. Because um, that's one thing that the Crash remake did really well. Um, it, it like sold the emotion through the animation and the new visuals. Like it gave an updated feeling to crash that we couldn't previously have so i'm that's why i'm kind of looking forward to spyro if i can get my hands on it. especially now that shadow of the tomb raider <sighs> i mean like i've never been a big tomb raider guy but it's it's something i'm definitely going to keep my eye out for and try to review
1: did you um, not play rise
0: uh, i think i yeah i got it i played a little bit of it and i stopped
1: holy shit how, uh, yeah. rise is good man yeah. that's
0: crazy this is was, when, was, when that game come out 2015
1: well it depends yeah because xbox was you know it had that year of exclusive maybe two years of exclusivity
0: yeah around, that's funny because around 2016 is when i really was like you know because during I, i've always been a guy who's like i got to beat the games that i, I buy i've just always right. been that person but since 2016 i've really like i I keep a list of games i beat like each time i I, I beat one i write it down i put a star next to it if i think it's like in a game of the year contention or something i want to talk about later but that so that game wasn't even during a time that like i was "Eh, you know i could drop this if i want i I just must have Do you think it's
1: because it's it's uncharted and maybe i don't Mm -hmm. think i've ever heard you say you're a huge uncharted fan and think i in fact, I think you're not a huge uncharted
0: You'd be right? entirely correct, my friend. <laughs> maybe
1: that's maybe that's it is yeah. just that overlap.
0: I don't yeah, it definitely has to be because what's weird is I like Uncharted pardon me, I like Uncharted one a lot. Two mm-hmm. I enjoyed, but I tried three and it was like I can't I don't like this that much. Sure. And four didn't look like, enough to grab me, and then what was the other one? Lost Legacy, I think it's called. Lost Legacy, yeah. Yeah, and that one, like, you know, at that point, it's it's beyond the point of me caring, because yeah. what what I I feel like, hilariously enough, I feel like it's almost The Last of Us that ruined it for me, because The Last of Us is so fucking good. Not that Uncharted isn't, but I love The Last of Us, and it's definitely more up my alley. It's post-apocalyptic, it's darker, it's, you know, more sure. atmospheric. But I look at it, and I'm like, how does the same studio that made like a lighthearted Indiana Jones-esque adventure of Uncharted, which I think gets a little more emotional apparently in like four and Lost Legacy. How, yes. how from that studio do we get the last of us? It's well, like... I'll
1: say this. If, if that is truly how you feel and you figure out later that it's the reason why maybe you're not a big fan of four and stuff is because of that. Or just like you said, in Lost Legacy do, do uh, an incredible job darkening it up. I don't, I don't want to say much more than that. It, I, it's just that it is it, it is happy go lucky in a weird way because every time Drake goes into something, you're like he he'll come out. Yeah. Of the other side, right? Like he'll be, he'll just have a smirk and he'll come out. But what's cool about four and then side characters, uh, Lost Legacy, is the fact that it's not necessarily that you could die. And I don't want to say much more than that, but there's some pretty heavy stuff. Even at the starting, there's. I did an actual video about a part in Uncharted 4 that I think is probably one of the best uh, jobs with foreshadowing of a character's future I've ever seen in a game. Like, I, ever, I think I've ever seen... I mean, many times in, like, even a book, where when I was playing it, you, you're just going, like, is the... You know, and some people didn't pick up on it, some did. They did a good job darkening it up, because I think they learned. Because I don't think you're the first person who said, Last of Us was the shit and then from that point on maybe you know it was more difficult to jump into that uh, lighter fare but I think they also changed a little bit and darkened Mm -hmm. it up
0: yeah I mean it's not like the series is bad but it's definitely something with that I don't know I like third person shooters I like adventure open titles that encourage exploration and collecting and questing that type of thing so it's it's very weird I think Tomb Raider I I might have just been playing at the wrong time to tell you the truth I think uh I wanna say that was the year I got a Wii U. And I know that sounds hilarious, you dropped games for a Wii U, but I was playing Bayonetta two and Smash on my You only have a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah. I I'm just thinking like I think other games caught my attention and I just never picked it back up and you just kept rolling with all those new games and it was like, Alright, see you later, yeah. Tomb Raider. But Yeah,
1: it good game though.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one I want to get back to. Like, if once we finally start seeing things on Shadow, I'm definitely going to, if I like what I see, take a peek back at Rise, because especially oh, now oh. it's on PS4. Yeah, it's not like I hated it. It, it just... The story was... Yeah, what the fuck was I doing, man? story was decent, although I predicted a, a character twist pretty easily. But still, very, very interesting. You know, that, that's the thing with so many people. I think all of us are guilty at one point or another of saying like, "Yeah, I dropped the game and I have no fucking clue why." Or I yeah, right. Yeah. There, there are some people who blow my mind. They're like, "Yeah, I bought the game a month ago. It's still in its package seal. I haven't tried it out yet." I'm like, "What? What? How?" <laughs> that's that's one that always gets me. Um, but back to Spyro, there was also a, a listing for the Switch that uh, people are thinking it's going to be coming there too. Um, do you think this is more appealing? A, a way to maybe jump into Spyro. I think it fits the platform very well. Yeah. It's more kid yeah, friendly. I think, I think that's yeah. really good. It gets, it gets a younger generation, maybe experiencing what people grew up with.
1: And I think that depending on the gameplay style, um, some things do work well on a, you know, like a portable system versus some don't work well on a portable system for various reasons of comfort or use, and I think Spyro, at least from what most likely it will be, will probably work really well. Also, it didn't. It it, it it's not necessarily like it requires fucking doom-like reflexes. <laughs> so if it did, I think you'd be fucked. So the idea of being able to jump in there on on the Switch would be really awesome. If that if that ends up being the truth.
0: Absolutely, I think that would be a, a good fit for it. Um, I'm curious what the platinum trophy is going to be like for it. Because I know crashes wasn't super difficult if you like had played it before, but if you were a first timer like me, you, you just look at it and go no way. Because like some of them I think were like speed running and collectible ones, and I was like no chance, no chance. So curious to see how Spyro's plat- uh platinums look. Because I know you're not crazy about trophies. I personally enjoy them.
1: I think but... I have mine off now that I think about it. Because <laughs> I was like so wild. <laughs> there was something in you when you said there's something. Live on the edge. I do, I do. On the edge, out of control. I yeah. just, yeah, it's. Uh, I, it, uh, I certainly think it's awesome. Other people like it. It's a collectible, right? Mm-hmm. It's like some people like a certain type, and other people like another type. That's really all it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I almost envy you for caring so little about it, because there was a point in time where I was buying games just to trophy hunt and achievement. Hunt, ah! It was, it was. It was oh, I loved it painful. though. It was so much fun. You know, like I, I, I was buying SpongeBob games to achievement hunt. Man, it was. It was a blast, but... At least
1: you got to experience stuff you wouldn't have experienced otherwise.
0: Exactly. I mean, and, and they were they were good times gaming. Like, that's why I picked up Rage and played it for, like, the fourth time. I was like, I got the achievements. Why don't I get the trophies? And, and I just played it again. You know, it's one of those experiences where the game stuck with me more afterwards. So, that's interesting that you say you're fully disabled now. The the progression of your, your trophies and achievements never ceases to it. amaze.
1: Put my sunglasses on. My fucking eyes are killing me. Ah, Jesus. No
0: problem. Yeah, for oh. those uh, watching, Carrick's at the computer all day uh, until we record at this point in our day. Cause and look at my eyes, podcast. Maddie. Can you yeah, see the, two, the bright lights?
1: googly eye. Yeah. Um, so, w- when it comes to um, achievement hunting, did you have, do you have like an, uh, there's a website that you can go for, like PS4 Trophies. Mm-hmm. Do you have an account there? No, no, like- no, 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 no. Oh, you right. just do your tracking on the PS4?
0: Yeah, because like I feel it's almost like when you're a YouTuber, I'm sure you understand this. Like you start looking at everyone's channel, you enjoy their success, but you're like, man, what the fuck am I doing? Like I wanna, <laughs> I wanna grow in this way. I want to do this, I want to do that, and uh, you know, I feel like it's the same way with trophies. You start looking outside. There's always gonna be someone with a higher trophy level than you, more platinums than you. It's not yeah. there to put you down, but you're like, fuck, you know, I, I need to really go for that and so for me i just like having my self-condensed adventures and (laughs) and pushing on and and feeling like i'm achieving some goals um but yeah i i'd use guides at times online if it was like one that just the description made no fucking sense Mm -hmm. or or, uh like for example shadow of mordor was one i got the platinum for and there was a i always go to this one it was i think it was called like the white rider or something like that and it like two minutes you had to get like so, so many kills in the map on like wow. a horseback or on not a horseback on like a, a mount mm-hmm. and i was just like what route do i go to find these enemies take them out it, it was just very confusing to me um so stuff like that trophies like that but cool. usually in any game and i think everyone can agree with this i don't try to succumb to guides i feel like i'm doing the game a disservice by not figuring it out myself But uh, that's coming from someone who who makes guides for games they really enjoy, so... (laughs) 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 Pretty ironic. (laughs) Anyway. Next bit of news is Divinity Original Sin 2. Easily, in my opinion, one of the best games of 2017. And hands down, one of the best RPGs of all time as far as I'm concerned as well. It's coming to consoles. Uh, They didn't say anything about Xbox, but it was announced via PlayStation. um, Coming sometime this year, we don't have an exact date yet, but it's going to be the full co-op, full game. Carrick, what do you think about this game? You excited for a port?
1: Yeah, I am. And you um, had an interest,
0: I, not to cut you off, I forgot. You also had oh, an no, interesting stat. You had an interesting stat Yeah, it was like, I was, re- it, it was,
1: I, I was reading this morning that they are saying, like, uh, people who did something like less than 10% of the game, like, they bought it, and they, they did less than 10% of the game, is like 75% of the people. So... A, a massive number of people bought it, played it, didn't dislike it at all. But they did something that we talked about prior to the podcast, which is, and just a second ago you talked about, where they just sort of walked away. Uh-huh. Now, now, whether that's you know fatigue in a big game, which you had stated, I think off-camera prior, you had stated yeah. it was, it, even the small starting area feels like an entire game in and of itself. So I could I could certainly see that. It is coming for Xbox, I did just check. Okay. So good. it, it good it'll be out for both. Um I mean it's cool. It I it is weird though because that may not be the it'll be interesting to see who picks it up because it may not be the right group. Mm-hmm. You know, there there might be some people who are like that's a you know PC title. You know how sometimes you'll hear somebody say like that's a PC title even though we usually argue and we're like what does that really mean versus a console. Yeah. But if you're going to it just depends on how it translates how the control translates control, such a big deal in that game mm-hmm. and how you, you know, how you're able to place people and stuff. Will that work with a con- uh, controller? There's, yes. there's some questions there that they have to dial in. Have
0: you played divinity enhanced edition on PS4, or Xbox? Okay. Uh,
1: divinity. I just want to make sure you're talking about divinity and not pillars of eternity. No divinity. Yes.
0: Pillars is, that pillars is also there. Pants. I actually almost bought that yesterday for console, but I was like, no, because <laughs> uh, the second one's coming out i think it's this month
1: so. yeah it's coming out at the end of this month i think
0: yeah so i'm curious to see how that is but um yeah divinity so i i played it on console i i played it on pc first i enjoyed it a lot but actually this was in 2014 i believe i i, I didn't really get around to finishing it i think i got about 10 hours in which would i would say would funny enough be around that mark for that game and i dropped right it comes out on PS4. My friend and I are like, wait, it's two player co-op. We pick it up together, uh, in love with it. It's one of my favorite RPGs of all time. Just really, 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 really like that game. And um, I thought they did an excellent job with the port, with the conversations, with yep. uh, the UI as well as the, with the the management and combat. How they kind of almost turned into tile based rather than dragging your mouse all around. Um, little changes like that stuck out to me. And I was gonna say, I, think- I, I had, I had. Uh, really big confidence with this second game, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on the PS4 version for the first game.
1: I was just going to ask, did you, w- when you played it though, are you guys, are you going to beat it? Or is it, is it a game where you feel like it's too big on the console as well? Are you and talking you're about the first beat? one and the second one? Uh, oh, sorry, because you were talking about the first one. Yeah, okay. Scratch first, first that The first one I did beat. Second you one. You on, on the console?
0: Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Second one. Oh, that's very cool very close to the end of my playthrough but my friend and i because it's up to four player co-op and so my other friends were yeah. like we want to get in on that they didn't have a pc and we were already oh. way deep in the game and we're like well we're very close to beating it what do you want to do and then it got announced for consoles and we're like halt <laughs> it was like we're gonna fucking wait and just play it all together now and go crazy with it you know four player chaos in that game it's got to be crazy fun so i can't wait i'm so excited
1: it is weird that um, I'm more of a Pillars fan than I am a really? uh, Divinity fan. Yeah, so like I like Divinity a lot. I think I even put it in the best of that year. But um, I'm really you were saying that you know the enhanced editions also for the Pillars is also on the uh, consoles, and it's funny because I beat it on the PC and then just like you, you know, started playing on the console. I was like, oh fuck, I really like this on the console. Mm, uh, nice. So I I, I I think it's awesome. There's a audience there i just i do believe that we are getting to a point and we've talked about this before where there's so many games they're coming out so often and they're coming out so big that we're getting to this really scary fragmented experience moment where it's gonna branch off and it'll be it, there, it'll be difficult to even talk about some of these because a lot of people are just going to be like, like you said, I'll buy it. And they sort of collect the title. They don't really buy the title. They collect it. They put it in their you know, their digital library or whatever, and then they play five minutes and walk off, right? Mm. And it, it just feels like some of these titles are so big. And, and then on different platforms spread out is another thing that really bothers me. If they had done this on console and PC at the same time, I would have been really happy because... Everybody gets to experience it, like, as they want. And at the same time, because I love discussion about video games. But when it's later, there's other stuff. And then I think people go, oh, well, there's other stuff, or I'll get to it. And I hate to see that on some titles. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want them to play it. But just like you said, I want to get back to Tomb Raider. But I didn't. I would never stake my life on you doing that. Mm-hmm. Because the chances are actually much lower than even you would probably assume if no, you assume low chances, it's, you know, it's, it's like there's, there's so not many that,
0: that breathing room, that gaming vacation where you can clear out the backlog. Right. That's like non-existent now. It's just you miss it or, or you play it. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially with how quickly games fall out of popularity and a heartbeat. Exactly, Destiny dude. 2 exactly. up here, down here. Uh, yep. I think Kingdom Come Deliverance is a great example. I don't like to base game popularity off of my channel views, but I mean, that game did really well for me, it did really well for you. I made a video on the most recent update. It performed very poorly in comparison to the other ones. Like, and that's yeah. only a couple of weeks after launch, man. Like, the, you got a short window to make it. People are just like, moving on. And understandably so. Like, if I'm just a, I don't say it's in a lower fashion, but if I'm in that position, which I have been before, it's been a while, but. If I'm in the position of a a consumer who's just like, Yeah, this is my entertainment, I do this in my free time, I'm on to the next thing, man. Like, you know, I'm not I'm not waiting around constantly for these updates as someone who values their free time. It's different with you and I, it's our job. We have to analyze this patch, check out this update, you know, that kind of thing. It's a little bit different. There's not that obligation there. So yeah, absolutely. It's it's a little different. Um, but I'm I'm beyond excited for this this Divinity Two on console. So you said you like pillars more. What about it do you like more? I'm curious, because I've I've never played Pillars. I have it on my PC, got it during a Steam sale. It's like my vintage game I bought, because I was like, this is a great sale, I just can't pass on it, and I want to support Obsidian. So what about Pillars do you like more than Divinity? Because I'll go first real quick. I I just love Divinity because of... And really, I fell more in love with it because of 2, because of its tag system. I think that's one of the best things to enter an RPG. I think it, it really let the game mold around how you play it, and made there uh, be choice and consequence. It led to multiple playthroughs. The amount of uh, companions you have, companions with depth at that, amount of races. It was just, there was, it was such a big RPG, is what I'm getting at. So that's why I like it so much. But as someone who likes Pillars more, I'm dying to hear why, because maybe it's a game I can um, pick up soon.
1: I, I will say it's not better than Divinity Original Sin, liking it more in this case is just enjoying it more. Okay. And, and and it's I think it's because it's a little bit more one, two, three than Divinity. Divinity allows for an incredible amount of flexibility. It allows for some crazy ass shit, which there is a time and place for that mm. for me. For sure. But there is also this odd time and place where I want a middle ground. I don't want a dumb game and I don't want a game where there's almost so many options you get in analysis paralysis, and you're just like, I can't do anything because there's so much to decide. And okay. Pillars is right in the middle where it's mouse driven. I'm also a big Baldur's Gate fan. Okay. So like that's sort of the continuation of those guys. So, or not those guys, but that kind of game. So that's probably a huge factor as well. I just I like that viewpoint. I like the way it works. Um, I don't think it's great on console. A control works good, but I don't think it's amazing or anything. But I, I just like that. A little bit more directed experience right now. For some reason, Divinity 2... Divinity 1 was huge. And then yeah. Divinity 2 comes along, and it's huger. <laughs> and you're it's just like... Sequel. It's, a it's a true sequel. It's a true sequel, yeah. And you're like, this is awesome, but but I just... I don't even know if I have the bandwidth to, to experience it. Okay. And no, that makes so sense. Pillars was easier.
0: Uh, absolutely. I've been in that position before where... When I play a lot of open world games, tons of quests, tons of shit to do, the next thing I want to play is like a 10-hour nice action-adventure game. Nothing crazy. Uh, Actually, if I look at my list real quick, uh, yeah, I I played Yakuza Kwame, and then I played Monster Hunter World, and I was like, fuck it, and I I went and played Bayonetta 1. So it's like, you know, because those are two huge games. I love Yakuza so much, though, but... You know, those are two big games, open worlds or open levels in the case of Monster Hunter World right. loads of content, hours upon hours upon hours and you're like okay I just want more condensed adventure where I gotta hit a couple of buttons shit happens and I, I just have eye candy, that's it so I, I absolutely feel you on that, that and especially Divinity Original Sin 2 being the type of game it is it's, it takes a lot out of you, you know, I, I always say this, the biggest flaw with that game is you can put like four hours in and feel like you got fucking nothing done, it's a project and gaming, yeah, that's ga-
1: a good way of putting it. It's a project.
0: Yeah, gaming is, and it still is, I find it fun, but it's gaming supposed to be, and it's perceived as like, I pick this up, I'm having a blast. You know, whether it's something as simple as a multiplayer match Call of Duty to something as complex as a quest in Divinity Original Sin 2, uh, there's different interpretations of that fun. I think people who want that more immediate fun, which I'd say most of us would like immediate fun, uh, you don't find that in Divinity all the time. You know, so I think you right. have it has the chance of you have one poor session, one fruitless session, and you're like, mm, "Okay, like <laughs> you don't you don't shut it off thinking that's the last time you're playing it." But then all of a sudden, something looks more appealing the next time you turn on your PS4, and you're like, "I'll get back to it." And then the next time you turn it on, mm, not quite yet, and you just never get back to it. So I get I absolutely understand why personally, Divinity Original Sin Two is not, or rather, Pillars is what you prefer over divinity makes complete sense it makes me want to try pillars because i'm right there with you on bandwidth but now last topic this one you fist pumped for before the podcast even began splinter cell is back in a unique way there's an event happening for ghost recon wildlands and it's bringing back sam fisher i believe his name is
1: michael ironside as sam
0: fisher michael ironside as sam fisher all right now you brought up the fact that microsoft had bought the advertising or something rights
1: for yeah they bought the uh, marketing yeah 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 the advertising marketing rights for that and a couple other games which just means we'll see their xbox stamp on like trailers and usually that means dlc of some kind as well
0: interesting okay so do you think this means we're finally going to have splinter cell revived i mean ubisoft said yeah we're we're not abandoning uh, Splinter Cell, we have plans for it, stuff along those lines. So you think this is the start to maybe gauge interest on the market, or just put his name out there, and then there's something even bigger coming. Especially since this is this is before E3.
1: Yeah, and you have to also look at um, that. Ubisoft is pretty. Ubisoft is pretty open lately about mixing and matching uh, IPs. So That's it's smart, like their Far Cry Five. Has the ability to mix and match Assassin's Creed in the arcade uh, level editor with, you know, a Watchdogs game. They they're okay right. with all this kind of stuff. The Predator is now, even though they don't own it, but Predator, uh, Rabbids, and then now you have Sam Fisher, uh, it, you know, a Splinter Cell kind of edition here. So it, I think that's awesome. I don't know if we'll see a, a reboot. Somebody on a forum I was reading to you was saying that if it was considered the the new game and its new canon. It would most likely have been the new voice actor, but they did go with Mike Ironside, which is who was replaced because they said they wanted physical movement matched with uh, the facial um, tracking at the same time. Which a lot of developers were like, "What? Because that you don't necessarily need that. Like, that doesn't that doesn't make a lot of sense?" The the sad thing is, is Mike Ironside's been really ill for the last like ten years of his life, mm-hmm. and so. I'm wondering also if they just wanted to work with him, and now he's back. and Maybe they would have worked with the young guy from the new one. I don't remember his name. Um, But I don't necessarily know if we'll see a new Splinter Cell. I would say that if we do, it will be the game that I do not think a lot of people will want to see from a Splinter Cell, and that's a fully open world one. Really? Yeah, I just man, I don't know if Ubisoft can do something that's not open world. I don't know if they know how. Well, Siege, obviously, and For Honor, but
0: no, it's true, though. I, I definitely see, but that that's the thing is, like, when you got a game like Splinter Cell Blacklist, you look at Dishonored, like, they thrive in those levels that are specifically hub. designed, yeah, hub levels, we'll call them, that are, are specifically designed with special encounters and, and right. unique characteristics to each area. When you throw that into an open world, then the open world just has its own personality, we'll say. And it makes the areas around it, when it's a Ubisoft world, usually not as special. Yeah. Far Cry Five did a pretty good job, I'd say, of of adding context to most locations you went to. You were talking about the crossing over a little bit. I noticed one thing is like they have been doing that for a while. I, I think in Assassin's Creed Four, you could go into the the codex or the files um, uh-huh. for the the movie company that you were at for the Animus project, and if you went in there, you'd see that. Um, there was something it was about, in Watch Dogs, yeah, right? Yeah, it was yeah. in Watch Dogs. I forgot what the name of the company was. Um, and then on top of that, I was uh, playing Far Cry 5 the other day, some co-op. And I was at, I was meeting, my friend was meeting Herc for the first time. I took him, I was like, you gotta see this guy, you're gonna love him. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was like a stack of boxes and it said like Rook Island shit. Uh, I think, uh, where was the Far Cry 4 set? Like Kyrat, I think.
1: Yeah, it was. That like, it was yeah, yeah,
0: it said, like, on a box next to the, the little hut that uh that Herc is in, it said, like, Kyrat shit. Like, it, you know, it was like a little reference to previous games. Um, and so I, I've always noticed Ubisoft's been big on those types of Easter eggs, on referencing their own stuff, like saying, hey, we we made this too. And uh, yeah. mixing and matching universes. So this seems like more of the same from them. But I also hope it's a tease for the future because you and I were talking about it a while ago and I liked Splinter Splinter Cell Blacklist a lot.
1: I really enjoyed that. Do you you wonder also if... I mean, so Hitman, they sold the rights and now you've got... Who was it that announced a couple days ago they're they're doing the publishing of the definitive edition of Hitman? I can't remember. The news just came out like last week. But you have a Hitman-style game. Then you have uh, Metal Gear Phantom Pain but you have that producer leaving and you have the new ones survive not doing so well mm-hmm. so the reason why i was worried that ubisoft will do open world is because that phantom pain was highly successful and so i wonder if they think oh well we can do an open world you know cuz that was an open world you know type game and i could see like oh we're going to inject sam fisher oh, behind the brothers. scenes in the oh thank you it was yep. Gah. Mm-hmm. yeah Anyway, that'll that'll work out well. But it it that's the thing that makes me wonder is if you know for a while now they maybe were looking at um, Phantom Pain and they were like, okay, this did work. How would we do it? Because if you injected a Sam Fisher into Nicaragua somewhere in some jungle, um, it could be really fun. But I I do I agree. Like I'm a Splinter Cell and Dishonored and Thief Even there's a, a couple games that work. Better in a hub, for what? For whatever reason, I'm. Sh- I mean, it, it, we could do an entire podcast about yeah. the reasons, but it, they do. They just, or for a lot of people, they do.
0: Well, I, I put it this way: what you look at, Splinter Cell Blacklist, how it played. It had you know, it's stealth stuff, it's gadgets, and it, it, if yeah. you wanted to play aggressively, you could. You put that in open world, you have Ghost Recon Wildlands. You, you
1: just, yeah, exactly. You know. Or you have Phantom uh, Pain, which is more like just we're going to shoot you from afar. Like, that's yeah. not really Sam Fisher who is doing split-legged fucking, you know, yeah. you know, the split legs over somebody's head and dropping down on exactly. them and more of a close-up assassin, so.
0: Exactly, yeah. So, I don't feel it would work, but I agree. It's like, can you imagine Ubisoft making anything outside of an open world? When was the last time, I guess Mario and right? Last time Ubisoft made a game that was more condensed? I mean,
1: for Honor, you could consider somewhat you know, it's hub based, and then you could consider Siege level based. But those are based on different IPs, and I think that those don't make as much sense open world like a Splinter Cell does. Mm-hmm. But making sense versus making a good game are totally different things. Yeah. True. And that's what that's what I worry about only because I like Splinter so much uh, or Splinter Cell so much. That's the only reason I worry is because I just fucking really liked those games.
0: Absolutely. So when I look at all this news we've talked about. Uh, this one really being the final piece of news we have it brought to mind one question. What's with all the big announcements before E3? Do you think developers and publishers are collectively trying to be a little more transparent uh, you know, out there about their announcements, and it's not about E3 being the big place to reveal it and more so about just doing it in their own time and what's right for their product?
1: Yeah, less leaks, right? Yeah, that too. You, you can't if, if you know something in February and you try to hold that data until... You know, June or July, there's a really good chance somebody's going to leak that. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think a lot of it's because of leaks. A lot of it is because the, co- the companies are like, hey, you know what? Uh, we'll show you stuff, but we won't necessarily announce a bunch of new stuff because we have our own events for that. That's another thing. These companies all do their own events now, everyone. Microsoft's got its own event. Well, the big three, sorry. Microsoft, well, wait a minute. I think Ubisoft has an event somewhere as well. Um, then there's Gamescom, the one that's even bigger than an E3, that's in Europe. Yeah. And then there's 85 PAXes. There's so many fucking PAXes. <laughs> like you and I will be like, are you going to PAX? Which PAX, dude? Yeah. There's, you know, I, matter of fact, I think there's a PAX going on in like Australia right now or something. Like there's, there's always an event. So I, I think you're right. I think those companies are just like, let's step back, let's do what we want to do. Maybe we'll show people this stuff at E3 if we're inviting fans anyway. Let's have them play the stuff versus just look at it because that's more interesting. That's just my personal opinion.
0: Yeah, I I just look at it and say, you know, or or, or think with these early announcements, these earlier releases, it feels like it it has Red Dead altered the landscape for 2018 almost entirely. I feel like things are a little off this year. I, I can't help but think that way just because of... You know, the last time, I mean, like, a, a highly anticipated game like Spider-Man getting its release date two months before E3. Like, imagine in, in another dimension, where we're watching E3, and you watch, it's like, what, June 12th or something? And you find out Spider-Man's coming out September 7th then? That's like a bigger wow moment. Do, do you think, like, Red Dead's going to be at E3? Rockstar is going to be at E3 for once? Um, because there was that rumor that I think it was last year or the year beforehand Sony was supposed to have uh, Red Dead 2 gameplay, and they never did. Like, a deal fell through, something, because, like, everyone felt it was lacking that punch, um, when, in all actuality, it might have just been a bad show, like a Bethesda uh, last year. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, with that being in mind, you know, I I just wonder if, if there's an attempt to sidestep something big coming at E3.
1: I would assume I would assume everybody's nervous about it. Fuck, I'm nervous about Rockstar and I don't even sell games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, like that's that's it's you did you did the math one time. It was like 6 years, right? And since the last game they did, since
0: since 2013.
1: Uh, oh so so it's 2013. September, so sorry. Five,
0: 2013.
1: Yeah, so it'll be 5 years. Um, since they did that was the release of the 360 version of yes. of G. Okay. So that's a fucking long time then you have the fact that online did so well for them that basically they just own the universe right now. Like, the amount yeah. of money that they make is ridiculous. And so I would assume, I heard somebody else get mad, and they were like, I, I can't believe we're saying people are watching out. That's good business practice. Any company, scout or any football team scouts out another football team. Any UFC fighter checks out how the other fighter fights and goes towards their own strengths and... The enemy's weaknesses. That's the fucking that's how you actually do well. Yeah, you know, so to me it makes total sense for them for a lot of companies to be like, whoa, let's put the brakes on because or let's accelerate because it makes sense to spend maybe two hundred thousand extra dollars a month ahead so that you can release it early, hire people to come in, do some crunch, whatever, or lose two to three hundred thousand dollars and delay it a little bit either way because if you release anywhere near that game it's it's also the fact that the YouTubers Twitch people reviewers will be playing that game mm-hmm. you know what I, so it's like True. even if it is a great influence game influence is gone yeah influence is gone and it's hard if i'm not talking about it or you're not talking about it uh, then you know either a bigger youtuber is or a smaller one is Every, so, there's always somebody but if it scales down then suddenly you don't have a lot of eyes on your your title that might be really good. Look at Deep Rock Galactic. It technically did well, but it lost out to Sea of Thieves. Deep Rock Galactic released a little bit before Sea of Thieves and Vermintide. And I think it released in a poor time because it, it could have done much better had there not been like a, oh, there's Deep Rock. Oh, but Vermintide comes out next week or two weeks later what happened you have to watch out man and there's no bigger come there's no bigger release is there you know, in gaming
0: yeah I, I honestly i almost feel closed-minded after you put that point out there like uh, of a ufc fighter studying his opponent before a fight it's like it makes makes so much sense for them just to look at the company and go why not get it out as soon as possible i guess it's yeah. more so the the overlap of like crunching's bad and rushing products is bad but you know if you're trying to beat well, out the biggest game in in five years at this point
1: is crunching bad, or is releasing terribly worse? Well, when I,
0: I to talk crunching, I mean for the developers themselves. I mean, I've read crunch I know, stories, and
1: sorry, just, I was saying yeah. Because what if what if they crunch and it sucks, but yeah. they do well, <laughs> or what if they don't crunch and don't do well, then they're out of a job. Yeah, I, I so know it's, like, it's
0: kind of a part of the industry. I just I feel bad when I read those stories. man. For sure, these guys just you know work so hard tirelessly and don't see their families and stuff. I mean, it sucks. So it's like I—that's the other thing. I'm like, is that what's coming because of Red Dead? You know, like, in yeah, some action, right. like, oh yeah, maybe they are ready. You know, the game looks great, so maybe they're not crunching. But uh, it's in and, and crunching
1: asking. also. It could be it crunch. Uh, you know, it could it could also just be spend more money to hire people to test or whatever. Mm. That's not necessarily the course, same kind of yeah. crunch you and I are talking about, which is the sleep under your desk, eat old pizza because you can't leave, you can't take a shower. I think a lot of companies also are starting to get, not all of them, but some companies, and Insomniac has never been rumored to be that way, ever. Absolutely. very. So I would assume if there's a company out there that's like, fuck that, we'll delay it versus make people hate life because we want them to stay. So hopefully, maybe they just looked at it and were like, I mean, maybe they just decided we do. You know, this this time frame works for us too. It and it, it's completely possible. It
0: definitely looks like it's well on track.
1: It so. it does. It looks. I know they said alpha, like you said, but uh, I don't. Know. Mm-hmm. It look. It looks pretty far along.
0: All right. Well, that uh, that concludes all the news that we have for this week. It was a spectacular week. While it was one of our shorter episodes, I think that was one of our most quality filled, thought provoking discussions we've had in in a. Good amount of time. I mean, that was a blast, man.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. I'm just looking real quick. Oh, give me yeah. one Go second. I want to see if the delay. Remember, I was saying Spider-Man was delayed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was
0: Looking that up, and I think it was actually. It
1: it was. It was. So what we worry about? Yeah, I'm just reading. The game is delayed, but it's still happening. schedule release is now 2018 fall. So my my question is, is that maybe it's just a situation where um fell in at the right time. It fell in the right time exactly, and they they do have it done. Or yeah, if they delayed it, then
0: if they delayed it already, then yeah, you just assume exactly. they took the time. All right, so then yeah, I, I'm definitely wrong there. Awesome, that's great to hear. Then I hope that's the case.
1: I so I, so do I. Because if it's not the case, then yeah. you have a whole other smorgasbord with Insomniac, which yeah. I just don't see them doing. I don't like. They, have we too, ever heard anything so about fun. them? Too yeah fun. yeah. I've never heard a single thing come out of that i mean i could be wrong maybe somebody will correct me in the comments but i don't think Listen. i've ever heard any to- any bad talk about him only from a- bad
0: thing is fuse from what i've seen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get the game fuse? Yeah. yeah
1: yeah that was not a good game <laughs>
0: yeah. other than that though they're they're in good standings with, for me yeah. with sunset overdrive ration and clank <sighs> damn spyro apparently but they're not making this new version of it and now spider-man so we shall see carrick any last words
1: no, just uh stay tuned. Cuz next week is the next week's like what do we got? Extinction, God of War. Um oh yeah. Next week's got a couple a couple big titles. Isn't so God of War the 20th. God of War is the 20th, but the reviews are the 12th.
0: Oh yeah, and yep. All right, so yeah. That'll be a busy time for us.
1: We'll we'll see we'll see who has reviews on that game and yeah. what they say. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing how that game's received. I uh, I've yeah, been me too. reading some good things, so we shall see, but um, hashtag for this week shall be. I wonder what the viewer thinks when we get quiet and think of a hashtag. Do they get like, did my phone stop working? Like you know, or like, did my headphones just break?
1: Um, boy. It's hard. What dominated the conversation? Uh, was... Villain superhero games dominated the conversation. Hashtag um, #villains hashtag #villains that works for me. I like that one. right. Cuz I, I would like to see what people say too in the comments and so we can talk about it next week. Cuz that that kind of thing, if somebody can figure out how it would be done, I would I would I would almost want to pay them to go talk to a developer.
0: <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, if you got to this point in the in the podcast, the hashtag is villains. Let us know what you thought of this episode we're looking forward to the conversation in the comments down below. I think we offered a lot to talk about. We'll be able to catch you guys in episode 152.
1: Peace Peace out. out.